2: Great games. Share lists and log your game time, powered by How Long to Beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number 1 Xbox podcast.
0: Now, finish this fight. Master Chief out. Happy New Year everybody welcome to podcast unlocked it's a palindrome this week we kick off the year episode 525 I'm Ryan McCaffrey joined as always by Stella Chung happy New Year Stella
1: happy New year so excited to be here again uh first episode of the year so excited
0: yeah it feels like I don't know about you it feels like I haven't done this for like three months
1: yeah <laughs> it's, like it's it feels like it's up. yeah it feels like it's been at least a month and I'm just like okay right we got it we gotta get it to Talk about games. Let's go. Let's go. I know. Get
0: back, <laughs> just get back into it. Destin Legary, how are you, my friend? Bam. Doing good, Ryan. How are you? Good. Uh, we were just talking before the show that Destin is going to make us all cookies with his mm-hmm. new yeah. cookie
2: company. <laughs> yeah, working so. on it. There's a lot of things you have to do to set up a, a even a cookie company. So, <laughs> yeah, it's something my wife and I wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing. I love that. That is, uh, love the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, and I actually seriously will buy your cookies, uh, ah, as thanks. soon as, as soon as you make me a, a non-dairy version, that's my only, that's my only, I gotta use like, all I'm already putting in a special request and you haven't even like barely started, but, uh, well, let's start with the holidays. I mean, we had, we all had, uh, we're lucky to have a couple weeks of downtime. Did either of you spend any time with your Xbox playing games, catching up on the year? Uh, for me, I didn't catch up on anything because every moment I got to play a game was spent playing Halo Infinite multiplayer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> was just- I was going to say, if I catch up, you mean one hundred and twenty <laughs> right. hours
0: of Halo. Then right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's all there was to it. I was so happy to see SWAT get added, which, by the way, I refuse to call it tactical slayer. That's not <laughs> a thing that this, that this old Halo fan is going to do uh, at, at any point in time destined it's swat it's so good right yeah just, I, it's never been bad and now in, in, in infinite <laughs> it just feels so good yeah i i have been playing a lot of halo
2: i do ranked every once in a while um i i really really like the game uh i and i'm so happy that it really feels like halo's back they had the competition series also during the break which was really really good i'm seeing all these youtube videos pop up about like little strategies and i'm just having a blast i love swat ryan i love pretty much all of the modes big team battle has had some issues over the break and when they when they have the weekly challenges tied to it it's kind of like could you not do that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but besides that, it has been so good and uh I'm at like 58% completion f- to the campaign. Yeah. which has been really good. On legendary, it is so fun to get the razor back. Give all the marine snipers <laughs> and just destroy yeah. everything, even <laughs> on legendary. And now I unlock the sentinel beam, which is like a oh, meme, yeah. But it's oh my God. stupid powerful. It's, it's like good. it's it's so so fun. Um, yeah. So I've just been like I just unlocked all the skulls, and I'll stop so everybody else can talk. Well,
0: yeah, Stella, <laughs> I want to hear since I love it, Stella. You know, you're you're <laughs> yeah. you're newer to Halo than than mm-hmm. Destin and I, and. You know SWAT has been a staple for a while and now now for some reason renamed Tactical Slayer which again <laughs> I'm not on board with but yeah. have you spent any time in the SWAT playlist and if so I'm curious what you think of it
1: I tried and I'm not going to lie it's not my favorite <laughs> Um I think maybe it's just because I'm not used to the pacing of the game but right. I feel like it's it's very very fast which I'm not I'm not against I like fast paced games but it just feels like I don't really have a chance no, unless I really study all the all the different hallways, all the different angles that you can peek. Because if someone gets a peek on you, you're pretty much dead and you don't have a chance to really look at where you get shot from. So it's really understanding the map, I guess, which is why it's um, tactical Slayer. Like, you have to be really smart about it. So I think I just don't know the game that well yet. Like, I'm not like with the maps. I'm not like, oh, this can look into sightline A and B. I, I don't know all that stuff yet. All the angles. Um, But it it kind of reminds me a lot of CSGO, which I definitely really liked and got into when I studied all the different pathways and stuff. So it's just something I'm definitely going to have to spend more time with. But I'm not going to lie. It's not my favorite game mode.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is. It's a different flavor of Halo. So I totally understand and respect that it might not be uh, your favorite compared to the other modes. I mean, but yeah, like you talk about the sight lines. Like I I would say there are some maps where I don't like Tactical Slayer or SWAT. Mm. And some maps I do like, I I will say I've, I've played enough now and the game's been out long enough. I would say behemoth is my personal least favorite map for pretty much everything. I just haven't found, haven't had as much fun with that one, but with SWAT specifically, I really like launch site because the battle rifle, it's a long enough map in certain stretches where the BR isn't quite going to cut it from super long range. So it gets really interesting where you you, you're kind of have to get a little closer and i've been having fun with that um the other mode added the the new playlist added that i've been spending probably 80 to 90 percent of my time in with the rest just a a mix between between swat and uh as destin mentioned big team battle has been a little problematic over the break but fiesta
1: I just oh my God. I love so Fiesta. Fun.
0: I mean I've loved it since Halo 2, but I just dive in there because I feel like it's it's a little bit of an equalizer in the sense of, you know, like Stella, you're you're a physically better Halo player than I am. In terms of your reaction time, your aiming skills, you are better, but uh for us olds, oh I think BS kind of levels the playing field a little bit because depending on what weapon you get, it it's sort of it, it I guess would say it would it, it gives the edge back to your brain a little bit rather than your reflexes of like, OK, if I've got this weapon, you know, what am I going to do with it? So I've just been having a ball running around in Fiesta. And Cell, uh, have you have you been uh, partaking in the Fiesta at all?
1: Yeah, so I was doing it because of the event challenges um when it first came out. And um, it, it's really fun. I mean, there's some moments where you're just like, oh, my God, three people on the other team have hammers what are we going to do <laughs> yeah. but it's like that's kind of part of the fun you can't really be mad because it's right. random exactly. so yeah it's it's a really nice way to warm up i think um cuz it cycles you through all the weapons it's really nice um it, again you get you get screwed over on weapon drops but it's okay cuz everyone else also gets screwed over so it's you know I, I think it's a really fun mode um i really enjoy it
0: Destin any uh, any fiesta in your over your holiday break I have
2: the worst luck when it comes to the <laughs> weapon spawns on Fiesta, but but it is a fun mode. Jeez, uh, I, I don't know which mode's my favorite. Maybe capture the flag. Yeah. Like honestly, I love on, it.
0: Yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah, it's the staple.
2: Yeah, yeah um, capture capture the flag is pretty fun, especially when you just roll over the other
0: team.
1: Oh <laughs> yes. my god, it's so yeah. fun! I honestly so. Dude, I really like playing defense. A lot of people are like, yeah, I want to be the one to get the flag, like be the, be the quarterback. And I'm like, I like playing defense because that's also a very important role. And people kind Mm -hmm. of forget that. And I'm just like, Hey man, the entire team just came over here. Where is my team at? (laughs) So I will always play defense. I do not mind defending the flag.
0: I am with you, Stella. I will happily D up with you anytime because it, I I had a game, my last game before I left for Arizona to visit my parents uh, at the very end of the year So it was whatever, the night before I left, I'm like, all right, I want to, you know, I want to end on a good note. I go into big team and I get, uh, I get CTF on fragmentation, which, by the way, I I would say it's my favorite of the three uh, big team battle maps so Mm -hmm. far. Uh, I know it was the first one we got in the beta, but I I think for me, I I just, I enjoy it the most. But yeah, you know, you had a, you had a group of people rush. The enemy team's flag, but I just went over <laughs> and guarded our flag with, and thankfully I had a couple of people with me because they they rushed it and we totally just stuffed them because I just grabbed I grabbed the Ravager that was hanging at that's like oh nice right there near the flag I'm like okay well come on in I'm ready for you <laughs> and then we and then sure enough like our that cleared the way for uh we stopped their advance and we ended up wiping them out three nothing it just it's so much fun. To have yeah. a good defensive stand and know that, like, all right, we pass the baton to the guys on the other side of the map. You got to bring <laughs> it back. Uh, yeah. It's just the best.
1: I think people forget that with playing defense. If you can get a team wipe on the other team that is rushing you, you can kind of just run over to their flag and grab it and get a head start on that. So yeah. it really just snowballs. So play defense, people, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, Destin, well, I guess one more point I would make on Fiesta that that I just yeah, so much fun with i do like that it's a double dice roll where you know if you spawn with like a plasma pistol and you're like you just want to you just want to like throw yourself off the edge of the map you can still you just hit y and then you you there's a second you know you have a second random weapon and then so sometimes you get a your your default weapon is garbage but then you hit y and you're like oh thank god it's a battle rifle (laughs) that's i just love that about fiesta so much
2: i feel like they give you interesting pairings that usually work together i don't i can't think off the top of my head where i got like plasma pistol and carbine usually it's like a plasma pistol and like a, a sidearm or something that could be utilized in conjunction with the other weapon yeah um so I do appreciate that. And it kind of makes you think about other weapon combinations that you might not have in the like otherwise. So I like I like Fiesta a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been great. Kudos again. I, and you you made a point earlier, Destin, about about Halo like just being back. And I really think oh, yeah. I mean we've been talking about that for a while now, but I think we're at this point, we're into the new year. Uh the game's officially been out for a month basically. Uh multiplayer's been out for a month and a half. And it, like it's still it is still being played. Everyone's still talking about it. Everyone's still loving it. Um not to speak ill of other games, but I think just contextually it's it certainly hasn't hurt Halo that I feel like Battlefield has kind oh. of face planted and no one's really talking yeah. about that. And Call <laughs> of Duty is having a year where sure it's sold great, but nobody's like really i feel like the 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 uh, more vocal kind of hardcore community is not really all about call of duty like i feel like God. halo is just it is it is great and it's and it's fps multiplayer competitors have kind of uh, have you know have have stumbled a little bit so it is all combined to have this this really great moment for halo where everyone's actually looking at it and giving it A chance and it has it is making the most of that chance
2: this is the start and i think it's only going to get better and better from here as they've already made like small improvements like the xp system that have had a positive impact and i think they're going to continue improving from that point i cannot wait to see where halo goes Play. I played like every day at break. I just. I love. Yeah. I love Halo Infinite. I'm did you so buy happy.
0: the? Did you buy the the Battle Pass yet, Destin? I I bought a Battle Pass. Yes, yeah, that's too. the only thing
2: I've I've spent money on. And I I haven't bought anything in a game in a long time. But I guess a Battle Pass is okay. Yeah, you know I'm going <laughs> to be at it for a while. Yeah. Did you get the not. cat
1: ears? I did.
2: <laughs> I knew you would. And,
1: and I got the Daisy. I got the little Daisy. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I I think. I think the game is doing really well. I think um, people are still having fun with it. But I know that there are still, I, I, again, a lot of the dev team, they were taking a break, well-deserved break. That's great. Um, so I'm very excited to see how they're going to react to all the community feedback they've, that they've been getting. Um, a lot of the cosmetics, yeah. uh, I know people have not been really excited about, which I, me included as well, because I feel like a lot of the items, not the cat ears, um, <laughs> have been a little bit
2: Battle odd, Pass sucks. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah the, the battle pass it's yeah. not something that I'm interested in buying and i and, and the cosmetics are also very bland, especially the weekly and daily rotations that we see it's very it's so lackluster and we don't have a lot of options and the way that the event uh battle pass i guess the event passes work are it's really weird, and I know that the incentive is the the goal is to try to incentivize people to play the event and uh engage in the event and all the challenges um every time it comes around but it you can't give them the same thing and i having the event pass capped out like each week that it's live is kind of a weird feel for me so and i know a lot of people are also kind of confused about that because they're just like well i should be able to get this armor why can't i get this armor it says this event says i can get it and then you look at the actual event and it's like oh this is two out of 10 things that you have to do and it's like why
2: yeah yeah they, want, they want you on there every day getting your fix
0: <sighs> i will say i you just you, you just reminded me still of one other thing I've little observation before we move on from halo and that's uh i've had i've what i have learned and maybe this is just my unique experience and this doesn't this doesn't uh, apply to anyone else but i feel like i've joined so many games where you know it's it's doing the, the little like teammate intro at the beginning uh with the little animations and and my teammates have like the tons of unlockable cosmetics they're like okay you guys have played the game a ton we're gonna do great you guys must be really good and then i get in there and like i'm the first or second best player on the team and i'm like but how <laughs> did you like oh, how are you not you should be better i thought you were gonna be you were gonna carry the team more So what I've learned is that uh, looks can be deceiving with your armor (laughs) in in Halo Infinite Um, because, you know, people with just like the plain gray Spartan suit can totally crush it. And people with, you know, the shiny HCS, like white and red armor suit can be not great, too.
1: Well, it's because people don't play the objective. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I can go on a whole spiel about that anyways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is
2: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's king
1: of the egg cream.
0: So if you like funny, true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right, let's talk about some news. As you would expect, it's been relatively quiet here over the holidays because really, the, it's not just IGN. The whole games industry takes a break. I mean, a, a, lot, of, a lot of industries sort of wind things down. Uh, By the way, if you haven't watched the Xbox documentary that Microsoft put out right before the holidays, it's free on their YouTube channel, you know, youtube.com slash Xbox. Power On, the story of Xbox. It is a six-part documentary. Each part's about, what, 45 to 60 minutes long or so. Check it out. It's really interesting. They've got interviews with pretty much all of the key players from over the years, from, uh, I mean, I guess like. They didn't get Bill Gates. There are clips of Bill Gates, but, you know, there's uh, Seamus Blackley, friend of the podcast, is, is heavily featured early on. They even got Don Matrick. And I literally have not seen an interview with Matrick since he left Xbox. He golden parachuted back to Canada and has retired with his riches. Uh, but he's featured in this as well. And uh, the biggest celebrity of all, Destin Laguerre, makes a brief appearance <laughs> <laughs> as
2: well. Uh, Yeah, the Don Matrick get is is pretty big, I think. I, I never would have imagined him coming back to do it. But he, he was also I'm done. in there
0: yeah. <laughs> um, for, a,
2: for a second. I don't I don't even, I don't even remember doing that. I think Damon was sick.
0: So <laughs> yeah, I they used the a clip of an IGN video. I will say they, I yeah. they they actually did interview me for it. So I'm in there on the last three episodes, which was kind of neat to to see. I I fully expect first I thought I they would just cut me out entirely. And then uh a friend at Microsoft was like, No, you're in it. You're in the final cut. And I Aww. thought, okay, well, I'll be in it for two seconds once. But no, I'm uh, I'm in there a few times in the in the back half, of the episode.
2: Okay. Half so. the documentary is Ryan McCaffrey. That's right. Name. It's all through my perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I I talk Halo two, of course, because that's that's uh
1: I just started my... that over break. I've kinda I oh, evolved. And I started okay, I, I'm so sorry. I I, oh, I hate to derail it, but it is so funny. So i was playing through it on stream right and you know how they made the the uh what is it remastered graphics uh um, you're they, playing they made... anniversary right
2: yeah yeah so i'm switching oh, be,
1: be, between the two right so it's great because it, they made it really cinematic but even the original is really good but switching between the two cutscene is so funny because you get this epic music like all this remastered music and all of a sudden and then you switch and it's like <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> the characters just, are just like, yes, yeah
1: like the different like obviously i think that what they had for the original is still incredible i'm just like oh sure. wow this is a huge step up from combat evolved but it's still so funny to switch between the two between like really epic moments like when master chief is putting in the bomb and then you switch and you're like oh oh let me let me switch back actually it's way better the other way
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that's you know was, they're 10 years apart the original uh halo 2 and the and the remaster that they did for the the anniversary edition so yeah that's just that's how games are but. Yeah, I mean, I remember just in the moment, Halo Two. Even though it was the same console, the original Xbox, Halo Two was a stunning looking game when it first came out. By just without any thing to compare it to, but when you did compare it to the original Halo, it was a, a huge step up visually. But yeah, the the ever you know the ever advancing march of progress means that <laughs> by twenty you know twenty twenty one now twenty twenty two. The, the original Halo 2 from 2004 doesn't really uh, hold up anymore in the visual department. But why can't we
1: do a wield anymore? That I know so it cool. was great. it was a
2: gimmick. Yeah, no. and then...
1: but OK, OK, yeah, it had was a human SMG and then also the plasma SMG and what? Oh, my God, I do so much damage. I'm playing on heroic with my friend and it's just, it, oh, my God, we just shred through people. It's so fun.
0: And, so that and me- let me let me just speak real quick so uh miranda sanchez i should have said this at the top of the show she is uh continuing extending her holiday break a little bit so she should be back next week miranda would would say right here dual needlers that's what miranda would say <laughs> oh my god which can just yes. shred someone instantly it's so
1: fun oh my god it's so fun i i don't know I, i'm really enjoying halo 2 so far like it, it is so fun, but it's also very frustrating at parts because, um, you know, the bridge segment where you're supposed to pick up a weapon. Uh, my friend decided to be a jerk and destroy all the weapons except for one tank that he was in, so I had to walk the entire way across the bridge. <laughs> so
0: that's a good level. Oh, that, well, was, what, that was so
2: good. So that means you beat Halo One. what do you think of Halo One's ending?
1: It was really good. I was yeah. like huh, I, I really wish I had grown up with this because I understand the impact I must have had on a lot of people, including my best friend who I'm playing this with. Um, he's just like, yeah, now you understand like all this stuff, like all the things I was explaining to you when we were in high school. And I'm like, yeah, I see it. This is really cool. And he's just really happy that he can share that experience with me. And I mean, in, oh God, 2022
0: now. <laughs> so, did, you, did you guys happen? You, did you happen to, to do uh, finish Halo 1 on Legendary by chance?
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, it was legendary or heroic because you I, would know
0: so the, there's what, a silly thing there is a, yeah. a there's a there, the legendary ending of halo one is hilarious you would know it so it, you hmm. just look it up on youtube if you okay if okay, okay. it's that not that maybe it's heroic
1: then because i don't <laughs> so, remember anything like okay cool
0: i don't want to ruin it for you um okay. but yeah check it out it's worth You'll enjoy it now that you've finished the game and you've got the context. You'll you'll appreciate it. Okay, cool. All right. uh, Let's get some news going. And I want to start with the headline topic now that we're 21 plus minutes into the show. (laughs) So uh, as you saw from the title of this episode, Xbox Game Pass wasting no time in delivering some awesome stuff in 2022. Let me go over uh, what we've got coming up this week. And next week, so it's even just the first half of January. So, okay, Goragoa, all right. Uh, Elijah, okay, I'm not familiar with that one. The Pedestrian, Ember, and then, again, for Miranda, (laughs) wish Miranda (laughs) were here, Outer Wilds coming back to Game Pass. Uh, And then next week, January 10th, Spelunky 2, shout out to Andrew Goldfarb, that's one of his favorite games. And the Anacrusis, which is a new one. Uh, that's from uh, Chet Falisek's studio. He was yeah. one of the creative minds behind Left 4 Dead 2 at Valve back uh, in the
1: day. Oh, yes but Ryan, and I you, le-
0: I've left the game oh. out, though. I, can can you help oh, me yeah. out? I think I might have forgotten one.
2: You missed the, the little game <laughs> the, the that game. people are excited about. Mass Effect game. Legendary Edition and its yeah. entirety is available on Friday, yeah. <laughs> January oh, 6th. The whole thing. Part of Game Pass. Now, nobody listening to this has any excuse for having never played Uh. Mass Effect at all. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, They did a really good job with the first game and and making it playable. It is dated with a lot of the mechanics, but I'm really excited to see more people play, and then there's also, of course, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3. It has all the DLC. It has all the crazy armor like you saw there with one of the characters (laughs) wearing all the the DLC armor. Um. Uh yeah, it's it's a tremendous value. Definitely give it a go if you haven't. It's one of the best RPGs ever made. So.
1: Oh, I have a question for the the three members on this panel for y'all. Um, Renegade or Paragon?
0: <laughs> so oh, <no. laughs> <Ryan. I'm>, Yeah. <laughs> the answer is Renegade. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Renegade. Stella, I know you're with
0: yeah. It, it, so here's here's what I'll say is the reason I chose Renegade <laughs> for my playthrough, uh, and I couldn't resist. As I've, uh, I'm I'm actually I'm still in the middle of it. Uh, the, this Game Pass announcement is just reminding me to go back to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Renegade, it, the fact that it fully supports you playing in a pretty evil way, <laughs> you I just want to see what it's gonna let me do. And it lets you go to some dark places. So <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I, I think it's worth doing a Renegade run. Now, uh, I saw, what was it? I think it was way back. Sorry, not to derail for, for too long here, but I believe it was the last time Peter Molyneux was on Unlocked, which is a number of years ago at this point. But I had asked him on the air how many people, like, you, you know, he had the statistics in Fable, how many people played good versus evil and it was something like 90% of people played good and only yeah. 10% went evil which <laughs> probably on a like social commentary level is a good sign right that most people are just even in a fictional video game where there are no real world consequences choose to be good that's probably a good sign but still i would say if you are so inclined the renegade playthrough in mass effect is very interesting and oftentimes hilarious.
1: Yeah, I think two was where I really leaned into it a little bit more, um, especially since your your cheek would glow more the more renegade you went. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, glow. No, I you like mean that crack
0: with evil.
1: Listen, <laughs>
2: pouring listen, through it
1: fuels my soul. Okay,
0: <laughs> Destin, you're a good you're a good man at heart. I know.
2: Uh, now <laughs> here's if you're playing it for the first time, I encourage you to just sort of play through and make the decisions in the moment, how you would react to the situation. I, I think that's the, the best way to do it. There are some bonuses for going full renegade or full Paragon. But you don't really need to. Uh, one of my favorite things is the ending for Par- a Paragon playthrough of one has a very unique cutscene with Saren where you skip. Half the boss fight. Basically. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. I, I don't. I don't want to ruin it for you, but it, it. I'll never forget that happening. So if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't, just
0: it's a very sort yeah. of classic, old school mm-hmm. approach to uh, old school RPG approach that mm-hmm. you don't really. Now that you're making me think about it, Destin, you don't really see that in, in yeah. anymore. Like that that choice, that gameplay, what happens. It's I've never really thing we that happens anymore. I've never seen
2: anything like that when you're playing good to have such an outcome like that. Yeah. And then uh yeah, I, I I love the story. Just talking about it again gets me excited. Saren's still one of my favorite video game villains ever because he's he actually thinks what he's doing is good, truly, but he's actually being manipulated by his own biotics, basically. And uh it's just such a interesting narrative device with how they develop that character i love i love mass effect everybody knows that uh please give it a shot if you haven't
0: yeah i was just gonna say i'm um, just looking it up now because i have to remember the name of it and destin ah i think i there's a book that came out before mass effect did that was written by the writer of mass effect uh drew yeah. Karpyshyn, and the book is called uh mass effect ascension but that's the that's the correct one right, Destin? Uh, I don't have it near Let me just I just I
2: own that book. I think Ascension came later. It might be the yes. first one, but anyway, the book the book tells the story of Captain Anderson
0: Oh, Revelation. Er- Sorry. Re- I think it's yeah, Revelation. Yeah, that sounds That's right. That
2: sounds right. Pretty cool. Yeah. So it talks about the the character Anderson and the character Saren and why, why Anderson has such a, a distrust of Saren. It really dives mm-hmm. into both of those characters a lot more. And there's subtle context about what happened. They nod to it in the first game. Uh, a, a great book. Just like Halo Reach is a great book to read. Halo, the Fall of Reach is a great book to read ahead of playing Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're uh, after whenever it's just a good good novel, if you want more context about the Spartans and Halsey and everybody uh that book is a great book to get more context about saren and anderson and it's yeah. it's probably the best book in out of all the books I've read all of them I, except for the Andromeda novels
0: yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say to to any listeners out there who may be playing Mass Effect period for the first time since the originals you know a, a good it's it's a good bit of an old game now, so if you're going to be playing Mass Effect for the first time uh, this week, starting this weekend, as as the full Legendary Edition heads into Game Pass, I echo Destin's sentiment. I think it's it's worth reading Mass Effect Revelation because uh, you know I know it's you might think, well, what do I really want to give myself homework before reading before <laughs> playing a video game? Mass Effect's story is so good; it's one of the most beloved RPG series ever. You know, if you if you think you're probably going to play the whole trilogy, I I definitely recommend reading that book first because it does it really sets up Mass Effect One in particular very well, and which then informs, of course, the entire rest of the trilogy. So alternatively,
2: they they could play through one, and you'll be teased about the book basically throughout the whole game. So then, if you're like, all right, Ryan, I gotta I gotta know what happened, then you could read the book like like whichever order you do it in uh it's it's recommended for sure
0: yeah i read it before mass effect one like back in the in the day (laughs) because again i'm old and it definitely it made mass effect one better for me i would say so (laughs) good good and and mass effect one's still my favorite to this day most people say mass effect two that seems to be the most popular answer but uh i'm a i'm a i'll take ride or die with uh with me one me too uh thank you, Destin. That's why I like you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Aww. a related note. So yeah, I mean, Game Pass, it's how can you argue with a uh, 120 plus hours of yeah. <laughs> role-playing goodness? I mean, yes, this came out two, ten months ago at this point, uh, but you know, it was already a remaster of a of a game from I guess what is now. 15, it'll be 15 years this November, uh, the original game. But again, if yeah, if you're there, are a lot of people that still just never played Mass Effect for whatever reason. So it's just Game Pass continues to deliver uh, value wise. I can't wait to see what what Microsoft has up their sleeve for Game Pass this year, because if they're kicking it off with, I mean, you know, Mass Effect is, is a good get. Yes, Microsoft's had a really good relationship with EA uh with game pass of course the ea uh service EA what the heck's it called again i'm blanking on it now but the the you know the ea EA play well no well that's not it is it it's the, whatever yeah. their ten dollar a month is that what it is is it ea play
1: it yeah actually EA is play. now yeah
0: th- i always think of ea play as their that's what they call their e3 yeah i always think of ea play but anyway that was on xbox long before it came to playstation and there's been that good relationship but i mean know mass effects one of the one of the biggest games in in ea's portfolio right now to the core gamer the same core gamer that's probably a game pass subscriber so you know ea uh is is cool to give that up for game pass and it's just yet another perk for everybody with a game pass subscription which is Probably most people watching or listening to this podcast.
2: A great January game too, going into the other months. So like we know Crossfire's in February, which I'm a little less excited about, but Tunic, Stalker Two in April, Starfield Mm -hmm. in November, Scorn slated for this year, and then uh Redfall is slated for twenty twenty
0: two sometime. Summer was the last was the first date we were given. So we'll see about that one. Sure, fall. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I would. would But coming right up, yeah, you may I mean Mm Tunic is the one that I'm going to yes. be laser yeah. focused on for, mm-hmm. uh, for March. So that's that's the one that's circled in ink <laughs> on my calendar. I don't Tunic. think going to be anything else that, that, uh, that bumps that one out of the way. I think Tunic I'll be playing day one for sure.
2: I'm, a, I'm excited for that one. I don't know if it's on Game Pass. That's the only one where they haven't no, clarified sure. if it's on Game Pass or not. Mm. But I, yeah, all I, I, the I, other I ones look. I listed are. Yeah. I don't know You're, if they've. Yeah. I know. I couldn't. Definitively answer that one, Ryan. I couldn't find anything.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't believe that, or at least if it is, it hasn't been announced yet. So, but just buy. You know, hopefully, hopefully it's going to turn out well. And if it does, we should buy it because that was (laughs) Andrew scholdice Basically, one person spent years making that game. And if it's if it turns out as well as the demo did the full game's as good as the demo, then we'll want to vote with our wallets and support that. On a related note, real quick, here are the games with gold for January. Maybe not quite as impressive a lineup, but if you've got a gold (laughs) subscription, they're there if you want them. Neurovoider, available all month long. A Ground, starting January 16th, running for a month after that to February 15th. Radiant Silver Gun, from now until the middle of the month and Space Invaders Infinity Gene from uh, January 16th to the end of the month. Well, I've heard of one of those games, and it's Radiant Silver Gun, which I've heard good things about. And I don't know if anybody has any commentary on these, but it's more of just a PSA because, yeah, I, it's three of those four I've, uh, I've not heard of. But, hey, they're free with your gold subscription. And crickets oh, from the go, for, <laughs> go for it. which I, I haven't played. these. <laughs> yeah, we have, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, let's get to something that we do all know about, which is Remedy Entertainment, one of our favorite developers. Destin just mentioned Crossfire X, which all right, uh, neither Destin or I particularly were fond of the preview build of that one that we played before the holidays. But they, of course, made IGN's 2019 game of the year control. They are currently developing Alan Wake 2, the very long anticipated, highly anticipated sequel there. Well, they've got some more irons in the fire. Remedy it has signed a global development, licensing, and distribution agreement with Tencent. Tencent seems to be just extending its tentacles out to more and more of the games industry these yeah. days makes me a little nervous to be honest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that <and> we <laughs> they are buying up that
0: every like. Yeah, yeah, we can get into that here in a second, but uh they are not buying Remedy. They have simply signed a, an agreement with Remedy for a new cooperative multiplayer game codenamed Vanguard. Now, of course, nothing to do with Call of Duty Vanguard, and it's mm-hmm. just a code name. Uh according to Remedy, this project will be a free-to-play co-op PvE shooter. It combines Remedy's narrative expertise and action gameplay into an immersive experience. The game will be developed with the Unreal Engine for both PC and consoles. And while Remedy will develop and publish it for most of the world, Tencent will localize it for selected Asian markets, which makes sense because Tencent's a Chinese company Uh, as it stands. It is only currently in the proof of concept phase. And the development budget up to the eh, that's none of that's important. So, yeah, that's a, a bit of an interesting and somewhat surprising announcement. Only because Remedy also has a deal separately as they remain independent with Epic for Alan Wake Two. They just they also did Alan Wake Remastered, and I believe there's I think they've said there's another project. There's another game that's going to be part of that Epic deal. So, uh, Stella, your thoughts here on. Ah, uh, Ten Cent hooking up with with Remedy. That seems like an, an interesting, and unexpected pairing, and for a <clears throat> multiplayer game, no less. When Remedy has been, you know, they've made their their bones as a single player developer.
1: Yeah, it's definitely weird, and it's an agreement. It's not them acquiring the studio, but it's also something. So them saying that it's a co op PVE game makes me think of Ten Cent who just bought turtle rock studios, which did back for blood. So I'm like, Hmm, are they also going to bring them into the mix? Is there something that they're going to borrow and, you know, maybe collaborate on? I'm again, like Dustin said, I'm wary about 10 cent. Um, but this game could be cool i mean the world of control and the world of alan wake which i can't play because it is very very scary um uh they're very good like they're very good and they're very immersive worlds that you want to know more about like the lore is so interesting so i feel like they could do something really cool with that i'm just i think we need more information i can't really make a judgment call on this yet i I think we need more information but with it being a pve co-op uh multiplayer game it Definitely made me think of Tencent having just bought Turtle Rock Studios. So I'm
0: glad you brought that up because yeah. I should have just put that in the show notes. So thank <laughs> you for remembering that because, yeah, that was a big story over the break, too. Uh, before well, I throw to Destin, I do just want to add, Stella, if if you are interested in Alan Wake, it is not that scary. It's really more of a thriller. Okay. Um Cause I'm not super good with scary games either. Okay. Now, of course we know from when I was lucky enough to sit down with Sam Lake down at the game awards, uh, he, you know, they're, they're going all in Alan Wake two will be scary. It is a full blown okay, survival. Cool. Horror game. But yeah, the first one, <laughs> the first one's not, I don't think it would keep you up at night. I don't think it would freak you out. Mm, it's got okay. some, you know, thrillery creepy parts, but nothing, nothing that I think should scare you away from playing it.
1: I think the atmosphere. I, I did try playing it a couple of years back. I think the atmosphere really had me creeped out. Um, I had all the lights off and everything. And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, I need company when I play this."
0: <laughs> I, I can respect that for sure. Uh, Destin, are you surprised here by this this partnership and and just the fact that it's a multiplayer game? Uh, a little bit. I'm the whole Tencent
2: thing is like everybody's talking about Microsoft acquisitions and Sony acquisitions lately, but Tencent has stake like they own riot games they bought turtle rock they're investing in this company uh they have investments in epic games supercell uh don't nod uh <laughs> ubisoft activision they they have uh bungee they i know they partnered with Bungie for a game they're They're up, they're trying to make a stake as one of the major players and the more and more companies that they invest in, the more and more that's becoming a reality. So when we talk about EA, Activision, uh, what's another one, Ryan, Ubisoft, uh, uh, Tencent is on that list now. They are a, a major player in the gaming industry and I think we should be paying attention to what they're doing.
0: Yeah, you make a good point here. I you've inspired me to pull this up. The the, the Wikipedia entry uh for, for under foreign gaming investments, meaning outside of China, uh it is so long. It would Yeah. Be- <laughs> so, I'll just start going real quick. Uh they completely own Funcom now, who has been uh they, you know, they've they're a solid developer. They've done the Conan games. Uh they own uh, Liu, which is apparently a, a parent uh, it's Hong Kong based but they they own Splash Damage and Digital Extremes, our two developers, because uh, Digital Extremes is big game is um, it's been going for a while. What well, can one of you help me on this one? It's Digital a very extremes? popular game. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I'll uh-huh. hold on. I'll just get it real quick because before to save our audience from furiously yes. typing in the comments, uh, Warframe, there we go. Oh. Sorry, yeah. my brain uh, doesn't work yet in 2022. As you know to Destin, they own Riot. Uh as Stella brought up, they just bought Turtle Rock. They own Shark Mob. Uh they own Oh, interesting. They own Valhalla Game Studios. That's that's Itagaki's outfit. I don't know if he's even still there. Supercell, they have eighty-four percent of. Grinding Gear Games, 80%. Epic, you mentioned Destin. They have a 40% stake in Epic. So not a controlling interest, yeah. but a significant one.
2: And Sony uh, has a heavy investment in Epic, also.
0: Yeah, uh, and then you just keep moving down. Or Daunt, you mentioned Daunt nod, uh twenty-two percent. Bluebird Team. So you know these these smaller, smaller chunk investments, but still, boy, they've got their their uh, you know hands in a lot of pockets here. <laughs> They're in a lot of wallets, I guess, in the games industry. I mean, yeah, um, even Remedy, they have a, a three point eight percent. That was part of this deal, a three point eight percent they're stake, a major, so.
2: major major player and a lot of that happened yeah. in 2019 and 2020 yes. and i i i think people are starting to take notice and realize whoa uh hi tencent <laughs> uh yeah. they're like one of the major companies now
0: yeah oh and, and that's not even to get into their television and movie like they've yeah they've, uh they've been financing movies and uh it's yeah they're they're a. Uh... They're a big, big deal uh, in in all of entertainment, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how their influence affects the games industry. I mean, I hope that they are going to instill a culture of valuing developers and and uh, treating developers with humanity and respect, and not enforcing <laughs> crunch. And um, yeah, the the story of Tencent in the games industry is yet to be written, but. It is going to be written now as they they have uh, got a lot of involvement in a lot of studios. But now, yeah, with Remedy of all of uh, of all studios. Now, one other thing I found interesting about this in particular, and I, I almost can't help but laugh is. So Alan Wake 2, which is, of course, being published and funded by Epic, makers of the Unreal Engine. Alan Wake 2 will use. Remedy's own in-house Northlight game engine, which they've used in everything that they've made. But as I read in the original story, this Project Vanguard for Tencent will use Epic's Unreal Engine. So I just oh. thought, I thought that was kind of strange that uh, you would think that would have been the other way around. But no. Uh, I think this is, to my knowledge, this is the first time that Remedy will be using an external game engine. Uh, they've they've always been they've always built their own tech and used their own tech. So we shall see uh how this plays out in the in the coming years. There, of course, Sam Lake specifically, and uh I think the bulk of the team is probably busy with Alan Wake too, because as as this story noted, this game's still in the you know proof of concept phase that doesn't even have a, a public name yet. But there you go. Kind of a a strange story here coming out of uh the first of the year <laughs> all right uh we are already starting to run out of time this is good because in the sense that i thought we'd have nothing to talk about this week but here we we had plenty of halo chatter some Mac. always good to talk mass effect uh and now we'll move to the unlock block trivia challenge Ooh. jeremy from kansas writes in with a good one and i have to admit so just to uh, first of all, I feel bad Miranda's not here. I mean, I'm glad she's on vacation and taking some time for herself. But uh, this is now both to both of you, not just Destin, who I know is hyper competitive, particularly when it <laughs> comes to the trivia challenge. But Stella, you're, you've this is your first full year on the show now, Woo! first full calendar year. You've got as good a shot at that trophy as anybody else. Uh, which I do. We do have an audience member who has kindly volunteered and is working on it. That's so and nice. Yeah, it's just a—it's a lovely tradition that it's become, and we have such a wonderful audience and a lot of talented people that have made some really killer trophies. Like Destin, do you have any handy by chance? You can show Stella. They're
2: on the shelf behind me, like the one—one of the. Still can't see it, but anyway, (laughs)
0: Um, I don't know if can we go to Destin's one shot for a second. I don't know if we can. Are there any? Are there any back? Uh, you can't really see photos? it, but oh, wait, that, that one right thing? there. I
1: that was in front of your desk forever. I do yes. remember seeing that. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. So, oh, so we have nice. a we and have a big fan, phenomenal audience with with unlocked Aww. here who is again very talented and always every year it's a different very creative Xbox inspired trophy. So, uh, so Stella, cute. it can like be that. yours for 2022, <laughs> and the game starts now. Oh, Jeremy God, okay. from Kansas, good question here. I was stumped on this one. And I have to admit, like, I feel like I should have known this, but I did not. So we'll see how both of you do. Jeremy asks, Gears of War uh, has one of the most iconic guns in gaming history. The Lancer, of course. Mm -hmm. However, the Gears universe is not the only place where the Lancer can be found. In what other Xbox Game Studios game, what other first party game has the Lancer appeared in? Was it Bleeding Edge, who you may remember, remember that one from Ninja Theory, Wasteland 3 from In Exile, The Outer Worlds from Obsidian, or State of Decay 2 from Undead Labs? So uh, this is a great question from Jeremy. Do either of you know it? Nope. Let me ask that first. Do not know it. No, okay. So we are and you again, I'm in the same boat. Jeremy would have stumped me as well. <laughs> well, let me go to Stella first. Oh, good. To kick things <laughs> off since we're all just kind of in the same boat of, of trying to guess on this one. What do you say, Stella?
1: I'm stuck between A or B, Bleeding Edge or Wasteland 3. My, my initial guess was B, so I'm going to go with B. Okay. Usually if I if I stray for my first guess, I end up regretting it. So oh my God, please. <laughs> Fair enough. All right.
0: So you're going with Wasteland 3, the yeah. post-apocalyptic nuclear fallout RPG from In Exile. Destin, how about you? I don't know
2: why Bleeding Edge jumped out to me. It doesn't make any sense that it would be bleeding edge. Um uh State of Decay two seems like the more likely answer because of their Hi to Microsoft and I don't know what can can I have a little bit of a hint
1: no, no I didn't get not. one why did you get the, one just, I just <laughs> want
2: to know where Undead Labs is based are they based What's in that? Canada
0: where are they based I yeah. mean that's okay I mean it's not really yeah. relevant to oh, the yes. question I at least I don't think so yeah but uh I mean Undead Labs is in Seattle
2: well that's right across the right across the bridge from Vancouver which is where the coalition is
0: i'll go with my gut i'll say bleeding edge okay see all right so destin if it makes you feel better i i probably would have gone with bleeding edge myself because it's a you know it was a a free to play multiplayer you know sort of a unique 3v3 multiplayer game with a lot of different fighting styles like i i probably would have thought it would have been that was it
2: was it team ninja is it team ninja who did bleeding edge i can't remember correct
0: yeah okay or, excuse me, not Team Ninja Theory, which is Ninja, ninja something, yeah. yeah. Ninja, <laughs> ninja Theory. No, t- yeah. Team Ninja, they're a very different studio than Ninja Theory. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was our friends who are uh, make Hellblade, we're also yeah. behind Bleeding Edge. Oh. Thankfully, so Destin, you are, uh, you know, again, I was thinking right with you on that, but we mm. were both wrong. Stella is correct. <gasps> it's it is Wasteland, Wasteland huh? 3. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me just pull up oh we even have b-roll look at that red our oh, super superducer red yeah. right on it to start the year yeah he says uh jeremy noted it can be found in the southernmost part of the world map in a highly radiated radiated area you can find the lancer so thank you jeremy from kansas on that one uh, if anybody else out there has an, an xbox trivia question please send it in. I could use plenty of just a refresh of good new questions to start the year. You know, we don't want anything so silly and obscure that nobody (laughs) would could reasonably get it. But also we don't want the obvious ones or the ones we've done a million times. Just, you know, think about it. Think of a good trivia question and then email it in. The address is unlocked at IGN.com. Use the, uh, don't forget the full question, the question, the four multiple choice answers and the, Note the correct one in your email, uh, and I will, of course, will play again next week. But, for the time being, (laughs) Stella is up one to zero on everybody else. I will make that (laughs) note here, and we will play again next week. So, got uh, time to wind it down. Let's hear first from Stella. You wanna just promote anything you've got going on, Stella, your stream, your social media, anything else?
1: Uh sure. When I'm not here on IGN, um I am streaming almost every day after work, so six pm PST on twitch.tv slash parallax stella. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Fantastic, Destin. How about you, my friend? Yeah, I mean, I just got back, so uh
2: buy my cookies soon <laughs> when I when I figure out how to do all the business stuff, but uh Uh, If you're in California only, which is apparently a thing and uh, yeah, you can check me out on YouTube, I guess. And I'll be getting back into the swing of
0: things here at IGN this week. Same here. Yeah. Getting back into the swing of things. Looking forward to uh, another. It's going to be a good Xbox year. 2021 was the best Xbox year in a long, long time. And we're going to keep it rolling in 2022. You know, Destin mentioned some of the things we have to look forward to, like Tunic, like Starfield, Redfall. Uh, It's going to be good. We'll be here with you every step of the way, every Tuesday. I know the show (laughs) usually publishes around the end of the business day on Tuesday. So whenever you want to listen to it, it will be there for you week in and week out for Super Producer Red along with Stella and Destin. I'm Ryan. This was Podcast Unlocked. 5.25, a palindrome, kicking things off for 2022. And we will see you back here next week.
2: Welcome. You've got a yeah.
0: digital Monsters lurk in the shadowy corners of the internet. Our darkest fears peer back at us from the depths of the web. We can... Oh. <coughs> oh, hey, holy... Hey, Linda Blair. Are you all right? No. Can we maybe do this a different tone? Hey there, I'm Perry Carpenter. And I'm Mason Amadeus. On our podcast, Digital Folklore, we explore monsters, memes, and everything in between. Looking at our
2: digital expressions through the lens of folklore, we break down the stories and communities we create
0: online. And we try to make it a lot of fun. The show is presented in an audio drama style with a narrative and soundscape that's designed to draw you in.
2: We weave insightful research and expert
0: interviews with humor and storytelling. Come check it out. Search Digital Folklore wherever you get your podcasts.